Yeah Moonla. This is a mini-zode to give you a glimpse of the Conchal International Film Festival 2022. Caracaramo is a media partner and I got to sit down with a few filmmakers to talk about their film and how important it is to create spaces for Caribbean voices from across the region and from the diaspora to be heard. I hope this will inspire you to buy a ticket and attend the festival and support Caribbean cinema. Yes, hi. Well, I'm very happy to be here in this festival. My name is Gabri Krista. I'm originally from Curacao, born and raised. Um, I have two films in this festival. Um, the ones I sent in and were both accepted are uh, One Day at a Time, Un Dia Cada Momento, and um, Son. Son is done here in New York, but it's a universal story about a black mother worried about her son. So she tries to just relax and have a moment to herself, but she keeps on hearing her son's voice like, mom, mom. So talks about that. And then uh, Un Dia Cada Momento is a uh, documentary. It's half an hour. Um, what I try to do, one of the things as a storyteller, I, I have pretty much only people of color on the screen because both on the screen and behind the screen, I want to make visible the people and stories we don't see enough of, or I, I think are important to know. And so one day at a time is about my yoga teacher, Leo Floridas, who was a black man He actually just passed after I made the film um, in Curacao, dark-skinned black man who started, who became a yogi and he started the first ashram, the health food store. He wrote a few books to science and the body um, in Papiamento and was such a renegade. And I wanted people to know about it just like internationally because I started yoga with him. It led me to this whole path of dance and, you know, one thing led to another. But when I came here, when I left Curacao, where I had so many um, black men and women as role models and that was normal, I just saw only white, super skinny women teaching and on covers of journals. And I just wanted to show this man who started this journey over 60 years ago in a time where people did not do yoga in the West yet, right? Um, and so it, it turned out to be um, an amazing journey for me to interview. I was just doing a five minute portrait, it became half an hour. I could have made it longer even. <laughs> But I also realized that he really studied with one of the greats, like all these amazing, um, yoga masters, he went to India, but they came to Curacao, which I didn't know. People that are in, like, on the top of the Indian gurus who came. And I've seen, but, you know, never realized who they were because <laughs> I was a kid. Um, yeah, so that's the, the that's the documentary I did. And then yeah. those two stories, yeah. And I mostly have been making short films, shorter films, half an hour. Um, Mostly because of funding, and um, although I did produce a film called uh, Tula the Revolt, which is a uh, feature film set in Curacao about Tula, who was the freedom 
um, who started the slave revolt for the enslaved people in Curacao and is, you know, our hero. Um, and that it's a really, uh, I think, uh, became a beautiful film. I uh, unfortunately did not direct it. Um, <laughs> that's another story. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and I just keep making films that I can do. I also shoot, I write, direct and shoot, produce. Um, mm. And one of the reasons I do all of that is that I want to keep control over who I work with and what stories I tell without input. And then sort of the difficulty is then getting more money. But on the other hand, um, this particular film has, you know, it's it's been seen and it gets seen in a lot of places. So I, I do believe in like smaller storytellers also going against the big the bigger part i'm not saying if somebody gives me a couple of million i'm gonna say no but i still would want to be the producer so i get to say (laughs) yes yeah i mean all the films in the festival are great and they resonate with with me in a unique way and but yours first of all when you say the word caribbean people don't usually think about curacao I was happy to see a film from this country. And then it, it was because it was about a man, but it was also about, I feel like it was also a statement on mental health, the importance of mental health. And I realized that I didn't grow up in, uh, I mean, in Guadeloupe, I never heard about, you know, it's how good yoga is is for your health and doing stuff like that for you and this man i'm sorry i forgot the name but your, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, he had a tv show he was on the radio so he's one of those people who dedicate their life their lives to uplift the community i mean when you look at them when you talk about them you talk about the community yeah and Uh, that that's that's really that's what I got from from your film and for Sun I thought it was a music video and it was kind of hypnotizing like she was like the mother was casting a spell yeah and you know it's like that sort of the other films I make are more um like one day at a time is in a way more traditional but I'm very experimental as in coming from choreography and dance um the score was made for it. So you hear the so- the sound under it. Like I worked really with the same, you know, there's the sound of the waves, the voice of the son is really his voice that you hear, mom, mom, like that, you know, she, she's just trying to have a day of self-care. And actually for me, it's a narrative, but it's not like a traditional narrative, mm-hmm. but there is like a through line of a narrative. And I also wanted to make something without dialogue. Um, as sort of going back to just also feeling her beauty, you know, feeling the beauty of her, the space, and her just really th- saying, "I'm, I have to take a day off." But I didn't want to make it that um, obvious. Like, just mm-hmm. have people go on the journey and see where they land. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It was beautiful, beautiful. So, how did you find out about the Conchal International Film Festival? I met Magali at um, the Harlem International Film Festival. I had another film this year there, Sheila. That's a newer film, um, which is an experimental documentary about 
Sheila Rohan, also older, who is one of the founding directors of um, Har Dance Theatre of Harlem. Um, and so I ran into her and so she talked to me about the festival and I had somebody else last year telling me about the festival. I think it was their first year, but I was too late. And I was very happy with that there was another platform for Caribbean films. So I submitted two films and also I read like it's more about change. I have other films, um, but I didn't submit maybe for next year. I submit another film because a lot <laughs> of my films are in the Caribbean, actually, most of them. And my new new film is going to be in Suriname. So, um, yeah, I, I uh, submitted these two because it was about I think change. So I wanted yeah, so, to social change, social, social change. So I thought that one day at a time was a good one. And then son in a way is too, but it's just not as on the nose, which personally mm -hmm. I, I like when that, when it leaves me room to figure out what it's about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, what does it mean to you to be in a space like the Concert International Film Festival that is very centered around Caribbean voices and Caribbean diaspora voices. The main thing is what I'm grateful for. There are two things. I'm grateful also that Son was selected. And I keep on saying that is because with a lot of um, my work, because as a Caribbean filmmaker who also makes more experimental work, there is the tendency to just look at the more traditional short forms and We, and you know, going back to Marie Condé, the writer, if this is the guy, Marie Condé, check her out, writer from Guadeloupe, read all her books. Um, <laughs> we are more than one narrative. We have different ways of talking narrative. We could be experimental or more traditional or make more dance videos or et cetera, et cetera. So for me to have the work seen in the contest of under Caribbean makers. And then it's been interesting to see and hear other Caribbean filmmakers speak about the kind of stories. And then also find like more, um, more understanding of where you come from. Like even when you just talked about how Leo created community and what he did for the community, As a pioneer, he was so out there at the time. Like, that was not a normal thing what he was doing, right? Mm. Um, and also, I think maybe people here don't understand how huge that was at the time. Although even in the U.S. it would have been. But I think if you come from the Caribbean and know the Caribbean context, you understand it even more. So I, I do feel there is more of an... Um, Understanding and an understanding of the work even more. Um, you know, that that film is on a platform too and it does well, but um, yeah, so that the particular things that why I made the film, I do feel in this context are more understood mm. or felt like you know, you grew up, you what what it would mean to have somebody like that on the radio, on the TV, which is later, um, but also have a role model right because for me i i'm realizing now even more how important it was for me because for me to produce my work to write it to be a to do things to have a dance company to do a festival i have seen that in somebody who was my teacher right mm -hmm. that he just did it 
and um, very clear in why he did it and why it was good and what he wanted to give to the community. It's good to feel that there are other people from the Caribbean making films, whether or not they're still on the island or living somewhere else. Like a lot of my work is, most of my work is really only focused still on the Dutch colonial diaspora sort of other islands too, because, yeah, because of that. Um, and and I had the luck of somebody like Felix de Roy and Norman de Palm, who made the first feature films in Curaçao. Do look them up. They're amazing. In Papiamento also. So to have those role models, and that's important for people coming after us, but it's important for me to see people in London, on Guadeloupe, <laughs> back on the islands, who create work and have a voice and can tell stories that are so important to be heard for everybody, right? But you don't feel mm. as isolated because sometimes as being from the Caribbean, it feels like your story is small and it's mm. a small film with a lower budget, mm. but they matter. Like, so it feels, being at Kong feels like it matters. Yeah. That's a long yes. answer, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. People need to hear that also. That's why also I created the podcast. So other filmmakers can hear how one person, because it's me all by myself, how one person can react to their work and realize that it matters. I understand that when you're a creator, okay, you create for yourself, but you create for the community. Of course. And if the community, I mean, you, you kind of feed on the energy that the community gives you back. And I feel like for Caribbean artists, it's so hard to... I mean, there are not a lot of places or spaces where they can really feel this energy from the community. And uh, so now that we have technology, I mean, we have the technology and, you know, even if we're not in the uh, on the island, even if we're abroad, we can still find a way to connect. And that's really important. And that, that's why I do that. All yeah. Right? It's so important and also on all levels important to see someone do the work. For me, I my last two films, I also do all the camera. I'm not trying to do everything. I will not edit. Don't. <laughs> But <laughs> it never occurred to me, even though it did occur to me, okay, I can produce, I can direct, I can write, to do camera. I started working in the, the one day at a time I did with Hester Jonkout. She's a beautiful um, filmmaker and I will tell her to submit too. She does under the tree productions. And she is another woman, you know, who shoots. So for me, this film was done with two women from, from the islands. And working with her made me also realize, oh, I can pick up a camera, I started having this idea, but I still didn't feel as comfortable. Mm -hmm. And then I had another woman who was my filmmaker who told me, you should do the camera, you teach camera, you're so good with it, why don't you do the camera? So like Son, I shot and did everything all by myself because it was during the pandemic and I had no crew, nor a lot of money. And then um, I saw another woman, Jessica Bashir, who is she just also was named best cinematographer for her film Faya Day. She is Mexican Ethiopian. I saw her, so she's not technically from the Caribbean, but another 
woman of color, black woman, film so beautifully that I was like picking up the camera too, right? So it's just, it's the films, it's the stories, but it's also for women, because it's been so male dominated, it's important for women to see other women being in charge and have ownership of their own work, whatever the story is they want to tell. And that should be open, like, you know, and especially women from the Caribbean. Yeah. Uh, for us, I I think it's, I think it's a cultural thing, but we had, uh, in the French Caribbean, I mean, we had Ozan Palsi in the early 80s. Yes, of course, yes. Yes. And the fact that France kind of blacklisted her in the 90s. So I feel like she didn't get to do everything that she could have done to help a new generation of filmmakers from Guadeloupe and Mart from Martinique and Guadeloupe because she's from Martinique. So I'm going to put Martinique first. But I know she, she's been trying really hard, you know, like to create a film school, but France is doing everything. So we don't get to, you know, to elevate. We don't get to elevate, but what, that's what, okay. Oh, I, I need to know that story of her blacklisted. I didn't know about that. I wonder why um, you didn't hear more from her. So she, she did a Sugar Cane Alley in the yeah. early eighties. Everybody was like, wow, she's amazing, you know, she's a black woman. So I think they kind of tried to make her the token black filmmaker. In the early 90s, she did a film called Simeon, and yeah. it was based on uh, the, the history of Kassav, greatest group yeah. of the wow. Well, but it was released, I think, on the same day as The Bodyguard. Oh. And, you know, and The, and the Bodyguard... It, yeah. it did great at the box office. And so everything about Simeon just got pushed back in the shadows. Also, Kassav was doing great at that time. Mm -hmm. But since, again, France wanted to make them the token Black artist, mm. they, never, they never wanted to be that. So I, I think because her film Simeon didn't do well at the box office, so it was a reason not to give her funding for her next project. Mm -hmm. And she kept, uh, she did a few films in France after that, but it was mostly TV films, I mm -hmm. think, or documentaries. But sh she never did another film, like a, a feature to be, to be screened in movie theaters. She went to Hollywood and then she had the, her big career in Hollywood, but not in France. At least that's how I understand the story. Okay, now I see we have too much to talk about because now, because <laughs> I, I I I follow so much of all the Caribbean islands that mm -hmm. comes still from my day, and now I feel like I'm gonna have to uh, look at that. But I, for me, she was very important to look at her at the time, but because I'm a choreographer first, and that's been such a big part of my career. Um, and then only when I decided, okay, I'm going to make films now. <laughs> <laughs> I did not go to film school, right? I was mm -hmm. like, okay, I have a long career as a choreographer. And there's a lot of things that cross over for me from choreography. So it took me, you know, I'm mm -hmm. sort of really long roundabout way of getting back into film in a way. Yeah. But um, 
yeah, those those women are just so important. But yeah, as you say, the token and what happens with the tokenism is then you don't see all the other maybe smaller filmmakers or filmmakers who did not get the big funding or filmmakers who have important dollars to still good stories to say, to tell, even though they don't get the stamp of approval from France or the States. But mm. I want to argue that we don't need that, right? Because in a mm. way, it, it's like if, if we all want to be that big film star, that means that all the other stories don't matter, but they matter, right? Some, mm. And then also you need to know what kind of films you make. Like I love Son, that film, and I have another one. But I know that for if I make those kind of films, a general audience is going to be harder to like understand it because it's not a straight-up narrative in a way mm. people know. But for me, that's still important because within the Caribbean diaspora, yes, we also have experimental filmmakers. They are there because in the big genre of filmmaker making that exists. So why limit ourselves in that, right? That's sort of what I think. So we need to know about all the other filmmakers, but also the ones that do work that is not mainstream. I mean, we all need to make a living, you know, um, yeah. but yeah, anyway, don't let me get started. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, I think for us in Guadeloupe and Martinique, um, the end of the 70s, then you mm. have the whole 80s and then up to the mid 90s. I think mm. it was a great time for the art scene in Guadeloupe and Martinique. And then after the mid 90s, uh, up until I, I would say 2018, 2019. Mm -hmm. I, it's my generation that was coming up. And I think we got lost because we tried maybe a bit too hard to uh, emulate what was going on in the US. Yeah, that's the problem always, right? Because that's also colonizing. Exactly. And so that's why what you're doing and what this festival is doing is so important because there are other ways. It's not just like, and also I want to say something about film also like success is always so much equated with, with like Hollywood, it, you know, which is, has a lot of gatekeepers is a lot of still, you know, people deciding what stories people can tell and it has to do, it's called film business. Right. So it has to have a return. It has to be popular. But if you're an artist, I'm an artist. I tell stories I think are important to tell. And sometimes that's just not the only vehicle. And now in this digital age, we have the power to make films that matter and people are going to see it. And in a way, I'm so grateful that I started as a choreographer because you know, I started as a choreographer in like at the time modern dance, also experimental, not ballet, not not big. You know, I did dance in Cuba and, you know, with companies and stuff like that. But my own work has tend to be I'm not trying to be experimental. Understand me. I'm just trying to tell a story in my way. Mm. Um, but like there's a choreographer, white male um, but he, he said something, you have to want to make the work, even if it does give you nothing back. But if you can reach only one person with your work and change that life or their perspective, that's worth telling the story. Mm -hmm. And so for me, 
I've always taken it to heart going into a profession like dance, which you know is not, even if you're famous in dance, you're not still not going to be rich, right? So your motives are really always tested in that you really come with integrity to your work. Why are you being an artist? Why are you a filmmaker? Because fame or money is never guaranteed. Do you really want to tell the story in your way? And do you believe? And, and you know, and I do believe there are people that really see something they think oh i've never thought about it that way mm -hmm. or maybe we did have in on my island somebody who does unique work like we look at the tokens at the exceptions at the one person that made it big to hollywood but how about all the other people in the communities who make great work who really change lives why don't we sit put the spotlight on them, right? Because that really is the influence. And I live in New York and it is really the influence of it's, you're not talking about art of filmmaking anymore. You're talking about commercial success, which is colonization of the minds of people who only think that they can only talk, tell stories in a certain way, not giving them the tools to find their own forces in their own way and most importantly that that own way matters you know as an art like fill you let you see something you know as an artist like i think even marisa going back to marie she talks about in this always she's a blueprint oh. yes <laughs> because blueprint. she has yes because she is she also talks in this one piece about you know there's not one way of being an artist there is not one way of being a filmmaker, if I say it. Like there are people who tell stories and they have to have social relevance. There are artists who just make abstract art. Like in the art, that is, it's not only for mainstream white people to do that, right? Exactly. We can all do that. And then there is not one way of filmmaking. But be careful that commercial success doesn't equate great art. And it also mm -hmm. does not mean that if you're... 10-minute film is not incredibly beautiful. It matters. And even if your parents don't understand, you know, I started making dance, you think like somebody's like, oh, I'm doing modern dance. And the people are like, what's that? Like, it's not Broadway, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. And like, I think, I think that's so important if we talk about filmmaking is to go back to why you create. Why is it that you do it? And what do you want to say? And and then be realistic. Like, you know, I'm not thinking that I make a film in Papiamento and that it's going to be a world hit. I do think it's a good film. <laughs> like, I'm not yeah. putting myself down. Um, because some people in a racist, colonialist, white supremacy society that the world still lives in that, some people are not going to watch certain stories because of many reasons, right? So... Anyway, don't let me go on. <laughs> yeah, but I, I just, I would just say that we are at a point in history for us Caribbean people that we need people to help artists to promote their work, to let the world know about how great their art is. We need people, you know, business people those yeah. people who who understand the culture who understand the message that the artists want to convey so they can market and so they can promote it in a way that still serve the artist and the art and not just go for some for something commercial and just without a soul and uh, and 
hundred percent. I think that's so well said. That's important. And I'm going to add something. Here, here we are. <laughs> I love you. It's so great to talk to you. I was like, I'm going to talk for 10 minutes. But um, it's like something like Con International Film Festival. It's important. So we need to uplift that for next year. And, you know, like all the hard work also putting in. But also other platforms. There's a platform called Quelli TV. Mm. A-W-E-L-I dot TV. It's a sister who started that. And it's a global platform for African diaspora films. There are a lot of Caribbean films on it. I have two of my films on it. Mm. And I will tell you that I'm over half, like almost half a million views for smart films because people everywhere in the world are watching it. But we need to uplift those platforms too. And not yes. only watch, like I pay for it. I got my films on it. I pay for it. I watch it. I always discover new things. A film from Uganda or something else from the islands there are films from the caribbean on there and it's super important and then also in curacao there is like taya tv where you can only see film from the caribbean it's a new platform t-a-y-a dot tv also started by a black woman both of those are started by black women fantastic platform super professional support those platforms yeah but i'm actually a, a subscriber to quality tv and uh, i think they had a crowdfunding campaign this year to get yes. people to invest and i wanted i actually wanted to do it because i really want to invest my money yeah. and i want to do it for things that matter to me so even if i lose quote unquote lose money i'm okay with it yeah. and uh but since i'm in france They were asking a lot of stuff about my taxes and all that. And I was like, okay, it's going to be too, too, too complicated. So I didn't do it, but I, I, I really like quality TV. And I, I find a lot of films from Guadeloupe, Martinique, uh, even some uh, black French films on their platforms that I couldn't find anywhere else. I believe in what what she's doing and the platform she's providing. And I'm so happy you know it because those are the kind of things we need to support in addition to, you know, the festivals that we know. I do have to say that Confess, it's like I'm really um, very impressed with how they communicate as a filmmaker and how engaged it is because not all festivals when they're online do that way. So I actually... Um, I think Magali is doing an amazing job and um, because I can't always go to festivals like mm -hmm. mostly I cannot go at all. <laughs> yeah. Usually I have a last question, but what kind of message do you want to send to the world through your films? I think it's a good question. I think, um, you know, I talked a lot about philosophy, but I, I think that In my films, I try to make smaller stories visible. And when I say smaller, nothing is a small story. Mm -hmm. But I'm also really pushing, as in Son, as in my last film, Sheila. And in my new film, I'm pushing the form a bit, especially for Caribbean people. So I also am going to urge people to be really open to watching stories told in different ways. And embrace a little bit, you know, be, stay curious and open to different armed forms, even within filmmaking, because 
yeah, that's important. Like, go, go, go watch smaller films, watch things that maybe you don't like or you're puzzled, or you don't understand, but trust that you get something out of it and be open to different ways of storytelling. Not only different subjects, but different ways of storytelling. I think I would, I would really want people in general, but especially my Caribbean people, because we can tend to be, and I'm not one of them, but we tend to be a little bit conventional, right? Um, and conservative. Mm. And I think stay open and curious is also one of the things I hope to push with my work. Um, Yes, like why? Why would make a filmmaker make the film in that way, or why did I make Son in a, that way, um, and not have a documentary about a black mom worrying about her son? But why that form? And um, and then I have a lot of stories that I can tell about why I choose that, but I'm not gonna take up more time. <laughs> So stay curious and then and, and stay you know active and 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 open and and look around you to different stories and yeah and support 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 your people yeah stay curious stay open minded and keep supporting yes <laughs> that, that's those are my message okay thank you so much Gabri. Okay. Uh, enchanté, merci beaucoup. À la prochaine. <laughs> yes. <laughs>